Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. His faithfulness surrounds us. His faithfulness covers us. We are never alone. It is a lie. It is a lie. How many times in the valleys I have walked into this sanctuary, smile on my face, but I was dragging myself here. I was desperate. And the lie was, you are alone. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And I would say, no, I'm going, I'm going. We have to, in the valley, he is faithful. You are not alone. And I will stand here and I will tell you, you are not alone. It is a lie. He is faithful. When you don't feel him near, he is near. When you don't see him moving, he is moving. He is faithful. And you are not alone. And those of you on the mountaintop, you need to tell others, I've been there. And when you're in the valley, tell them, I am here. I am feeling this way. But this is what I know. Now that I'm on a mountaintop, God, I can say, I wasn't alone. I can see it now. I can see it now. And I'm telling you, I will stand here and I will say, you are not alone. I'm a hundred percent certain. You can't see it, but I am a hundred percent sure. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He sees you. He will never leave you. He is faithful. He is faithful. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 You are so faithful. You are so faithful. You are so faithful. Church, say it with me. You are so faithful. You are so faithful. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The word for us this morning is freedom. It came up in our prayer time. It's been in my spirit this entire time that we've been worshiping, and it's freedom. And it's freedom in him because he is faithful. The word says that now... The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is liberty. There is freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. And I'm telling you this morning, church, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here, which means freedom is available now. Freedom is available today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. 
Today is the day of freedom. So I'm going to ask you, if you need freedom right now from heaven above, raise your hand right now. You need freedom in your life, raise your hand. I'm with you. Come on, church. Church, come on. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom now. There is freedom now. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful. You are so faithful. Father, we thank you that you set us free today. Freedom from the bondage of sin today. Freedom from fear today. Freedom from pain today. You are setting us free this morning. We thank you for it. We thank you for your freedom. We thank you for your freedom. You are so good. And we worship you. We worship you. Father, you are speaking truth to us now. Through your Holy Spirit, you are speaking truth to every heart. Any lie that they believed, you are showing them the biblical truth. The biblical truth now you are showing each and every person. Father, minister to us this morning. Father, every fear must go in your name. Every knee shall bow in your name. Every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. Every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. In my spirit, there is someone here who has not made that confession. Someone here has not said, I want to make Jesus my Lord. The the Father is telling us today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this place. I don't even even want to end this time of worship until you raise your hand if that's you. That today you're saying, I will make Jesus my Lord. Who is it today? Put your hand up high. Put your hand up high. Who is it today? There's someone here. I don't want to leave today without that person making that confession this morning. Today, today is the day that you trade death for life. You trade addiction for freedom. Don't sit there and hold on to your mess. Trade your mess. It doesn't get better immediately, but you get Jesus immediately. Immediately, you're not alone. Immediately. You have help from heaven. You have help from the one who knows everything without you speaking a word. Do not hold on to your mess. Give it. 
to him. Give it to him. We, it is the best trade you'll ever make. Jesus is everything. He makes everything new. Trade. Make the trade. Make him Lord of your life. Take my mess. It's all yours. And he says, take my love. It's all yours. Take my righteousness. It's all yours. Church, we're going to pray together. But I know this is for somebody, at least one person. And if that has been you or that is you, I want to see you after church. Because today is the day of salvation. Church, pray with me this morning. Today, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Forgive me for my sins and all of my trespasses. And I now trust fully and wholly in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand this morning. So I'm telling you, whoever that was for specifically, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to give up on it. I'm not going to embarrass you, but you need to see me right here after church. Because your life now is never going to be the same again. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And today is a day of rejoicing. And today is the day of celebrating and giving thanksgiving for who He is. And what He has done for you and for us. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen, amen. Turn around and greet somebody. Say happy thank. Amen. Amen. Well done, guys. Well done. I had no idea that was the song for offering or for the offertory. There is freedom in this place. There is freedom in this place this morning. That's exciting. Exciting. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, that you give us ears to hear this morning your word and what you have for us, what you want to speak to us. Now, Lord, you want to set us free this morning. You want to set us free in every area of our life. We will no longer be slaves to fear, no longer be slaves to anything that is not of you. No more. No more because of you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Turn with me to Ephesians 2. In your Bibles, Ephesians 2. And before I get started there, I'll give you the specific verses here in a minute. Today we're going to continue this series on the authority of the believer. And the Lord really has been speaking to me 
on this and the important importance of understanding our authority as believers. Understanding our rightful place and the power that, not that we have, but is in us because of him. The Bible talks about the same power that raised Christ from the grave is in us. It's in us. And the Bible says that he will do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine through the power that is within us. Within us. So when we have made Jesus the Lord of our life, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells on the inside of us and we have now power. And we have authority. We have authority. We have authority when we walk into a room. Just like Jesus had authority when he walked into the room. We sang that song a couple weeks ago. We have authority because of Jesus. And so we have authority in the name of Jesus. And so when we speak the name of Jesus, things need to submit to that name. Sickness needs to submit to that name. Fear needs to submit to that name. To the name of Jesus. And you see, God created the heavens and the earth by what? Speaking. He spoke the word. Let there be light. Light. He designed us in what? His image. Did he not? So what do we have to do then? We need to speak. We need to take the authority by speaking God's word over every situation in our life. Amen? Yeah. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. That's my whole message. <laughs> but I'll get into some more details, okay? I gave you a nice summary at the beginning. <clears throat> so what is authority? What is authority? You know what? Time out. I'm going to back up for a second. I'm going to back up for a second. <clears throat> Last Sunday... Last Sunday, at the end of worship, the Lord kind of was like putting puzzle pieces together for me. And I really think that I need to share that this morning with you. Because at the end of this, there is freedom. And that's his message for us this morning. Is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It says, the battle is not against flesh and blood. You see, too often... We think the battle is against somebody else. You know, I use the example of like, <clears throat> well, there's gang members and they're downtown and they're causing all this trouble. And, you know, we have to battle against them. The police and the enforcers have to... No, 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 no. As the battle is not against flesh and blood. You see, there are evil, dark powers at work in this world. But Jesus... But Jesus. <clears throat> and so when I read in the newspaper that Erie County has had more shooting deaths in recent history than they can remember, just a few weeks ago I thought the statistic was getting better. So maybe it depends on what you read. How many know that's true? So I'm going to take the only truth I have right from here is the word of God. 19 murders in 2018. 13 of them in the city of Erie. What? 
You see, church, we need to start taking authority. Not by marching around and just yelling at everybody and throwing the Bible at them. But by marching around in the spiritual realm and saying, I take authority over my city in the name of Jesus. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And this has to stop in the name of Jesus. Church, we need to take our authority. We're relying on others to do it. And we have to stop. So the battle is not against flesh and blood. The Bible says that we need to fight the good fight of faith. So if the battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against these, these, the spirit of darkness. It's a fight. And what do we do? How do we, how do we fight is we have to fight the good fight of faith. Faith. So we have to use our faith in this fight, in this battle that we have. The Bible talks about the enemy does what? He shoots fiery darts. He shoots fiery darts in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Notice the progression. First, he comes to steal. He's looking to steal our children. He's looking to steal our city. He's looking to steal our government. He's looking to steal all sorts of things because his ultimate goal is to kill. And if he can steal it and kill it, he has then effectively destroyed it. But Jesus. But Jesus. I don't think so. Not on my watch. That's what we have to say. When you wake up in the morning, not today, not on my watch. So we need to fight this battle. We need some, we need some armor when we fight this battle. We've got the shield of faith. We've got the sword of the spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as I said earlier, we have to use the word. We have to speak the word over our situations. We have to speak the words over our places of employment, over our schools, over our government, over every store that we walk into. The Bible says that the word became flesh, Jesus. Jesus. When we speak the name of Jesus, we speak every word, every promise in this book. And what does it say? His word does not return void. And it's sharper than a two-edged sword. So when we speak that word, it's not coming back void. It's going out with power. It's going out with power to do what it was intended to do. And when something is sharper than a two-edged sword, guess what? It's taking out the enemy. It's taking out what's in front of it. And we have the ability to wield this amazing two-edged sword, which is sharper than anything you can imagine. So church, I encourage you this morning to do that. Amen? I heard somebody recently say, maybe it was Brother Copeland, hey, we're living in the New Testament, let's start acting like it. I thought that was pretty good. Let's start acting like it. Because there's so many promises. Now that Jesus has done his work and what he has done and sits where he sits and the Holy Spirit is now here, greater work shall we do. So we're living in the New Testament. So let's act like it. What is authority? Authority is delegated power. The right to command and to enforce obedience. I'm going to say that again. 
Authority is delegated power. The right, the right. You have the right to command and to enforce obedience. The value of that power rests in the one who stands behind it. The value of your authority rests not in your own strength, not in your own might. Amen. Thank God. But because the one who stands behind you, who is truly the one in authority. Amen? Truly in authority. Think of it this way. I read somewhere that every preacher has to use a football analogy. Especially around Thanksgiving. And especially if you're a football fan, which I am. But you think of a professional football player. They need to practice. They need to work at this. They don't show up one day and go to the Super Bowl not having practiced, not having played, not having done the work they need to go do. And so church, too often, when something happens in our life, we're playing in the Super Bowl all of a sudden, and we have not done any of the practice that we need to go do to be prepared for the actual Super Bowl. And so we wonder when the Super Bowl happens, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm getting destroyed here. I'm getting kicked around, tossed around like waves of the sea. But it's because we haven't put in the practice and the effort. Daily, I take authority in the name of Jesus over this. Daily, I will read my word and build up my spirit. That shield of faith, it grows bigger and stronger day by day by day by day. Day by day. So I have an example in my own life that just happened recently. You have to watch what you preach on. Because I think when you start preaching on something, the enemy says, oh, you're going to preach on that? Let's see how that works for you. Are you going to model this? Are you going to live this in your life? Are you just going to talk about it up here like you know what's going on? And so two weeks ago or so, it was a Wednesday night. I shared a little bit of this two Wednesdays ago on a Wednesday night. I was at at the church office. We were in meetings all day. And I began to get a headache. And I knew I had migraines in the past. If anybody has ever had a migraine, know that it's fairly painful. Fairly debilitating. And I, st- I felt it coming. I felt it coming. And I was like, oh, okay. I take authority in the name of Jesus. Well, the headache keeps coming. Getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And at 4.30, now mind you, I'm preaching on Wednesday night at 6.30. At 4.30, I am laying on the ground in my bathroom completely like, I'm crying, debilitated. I cannot move. The pain is so bad. And my wife was out taking the kids to ballet, and she comes back in, and she finds me on the floor. And I'm like, I I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just in so much pain. And she gets down and kneels down and prays for me. So it's in the name of Jesus, I take authority 
over this pain, over this sickness, over this headache now, and I command it to go. I command it to go. You know, sometimes we need somebody else to come alongside and pray with us. 4.30, flat on the floor in my bathroom. 6.30, standing here, preaching a message on Wednesday night. Yeah. God is good. Fast forward. The following Monday. So I'm like, all right. Okay, I'm working on I'm taking my steps. I'm working on it. I'm working on my authority. I'm working on building this up. The following Monday happens again. Happens again. I'm on the floor. Liz comes up to me and prays for me. And as she was praying for me, the Holy Spirit began to speak to her and tell her what was actually causing me to have this migraine headache. Church, listen. So I'm taking authority in the name of Jesus, but I need to know what I'm taking authority over. I need to know specifically what I'm taking authority over. And I have been making agreements with fear and with guilt in my life. And she heard it, and she knew it. And she spoke that to me and said, hey, we're going to take authority over the spirit of fear and over the spirit of guilt. And no more in the name of Jesus is this migraine going to be a part of your life. And it was gone within minutes. Fast forward a week later, no migraine headaches. Now, what am I expecting this week? Come on, bring it. No, that's right. Freedom. Bring it. You see, when we pray and take the authority in the name of Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, what specifically am I taking authority over? What agreement is causing this challenge? What sin in my life needs to go in the name of Jesus? What is it specifically? Because when you know specifically, you can take that sword out and say specifically, ah, no more. No more fear and guilt in the name of Jesus. Bam. And once that goes in the spiritual realm, the physical realm has to come in line. This, the physical realm has to come in line. Amen? Church, so I just encourage you, as you're praying, as you're, I just don't want everybody to walk around in the name of Jesus. I take authority. I take, specifically, what is the Holy Spirit telling you to take authority over? What is it? What agreement? What spirit that evil spirit from the enemy has taken root in, in your life. That is what you take authority over. That is what you break the chain over. That is what you cast down in the name of Jesus. And that is then what brings freedom. That is what brings freedom. Ephesians 2. I told you we'd get there. I want to spend just a few minutes in Ephesians 2. Then the Lord told me specifically to skip page 3 and 4. Because that's what I'm supposed to talk about Wednesday night. Honestly, I wrote Wednesday night. So I don't know, if you want to come Wednesday night, you can hear like the piece of the message that didn't make it to Sunday morning. Ephesians 2, verse 1 through 10. And you he made alive. 
How many of you are made alive? How many of you are alive with freedom today? Amen? In you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Yes. I am a sinner, and yes, I still sin, but guess what? I am alive because of Jesus and what he has done. What a beautiful truth to be thankful for in this Thanksgiving weekend. Verse 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. I walked once according to the course of this world. And daily I need to renew my mind and transform my mind every day to ensure that I am walking not in this world, but with him, with his spirit, being filled daily, being filled daily. Course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we are once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind, and were by the nature of wrath just as the others. But God, but Jesus, but God, come on, church, but God, there's always a story over here, but God. Not in our own strength, not in our own power, but God. Happy Thanksgiving. How many of you are thankful for God and what he has done? But God, who is what? Rich in mercy. Because of his great love in which he loved us. He loves us so much. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. And raised us up, us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You see, we are raised up with Christ. That same power that resides in us, that rose Christ from the grave, it rises us up to be seated with him. He is the head. We are the body. So if you raise someone up from the dead, I see someone here who's been raised from the dead. <clears throat> Both his head and his body are here. They're they're both here. So when he rose Jesus up, he raises us up too. The church, which then gives us the ability to have the authority in the name of Jesus. Because we're the body and he's the head. We're connected with him. And what happened? How do we bear much fruit? When we're connected with him. Well, a head that's disconnected from the body is not bearing any fruit pretty disgusting. It's not working. But when the head and the body are connected, we are bearing much fruit. And we can bear much fruit. We are raised up together and seated with him in heavenly places. We are connected with him. So I want to give you this morning seven, what is about seven? hope you have some notepaper. I'm going to give you seven ways to have authority and reign in life. Are you ready for these? Seven ways. So it's great to talk about it, but you've got to get this truth on the inside. You have to understand and believe what I'm saying is true because it's from the Word of God, from the Bible. And then it says, faith without action is what? Oh, it's dead. So you can walk out of here and do nothing, and nothing will change. Or you can walk out of here 
and start to do some of these things and begin to have authority in your life. Are you ready? How many want to know what what the seven things are? Somebody's interested. Okay, good. Number one. Number one, you have to decide to reign. You have to decide to do it. This is a choice. No action, no fruit. No action, no fruit. You have to decide to do it. You were born again with a new nature, so let's live it. The Bible says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but you are under grace, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You have to decide. You have to decide to reign this morning. Number two, you have to declare it. You have to declare it. You have to speak it. Just as I said earlier, as God spoke, things happen. As we speak, things happen. Both death and life are in the power of the tongue. We need to speak life, speak the word. You have to declare it. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So the light will shine on your ways. For assuredly I say to you that whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things for he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. You have to declare it. And this is not on the screen, but there are five things you can walk out of here today and declare specifically and have victory over. You ready for those? Number one is sin. It's not on the side. Sin. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law, but under grace. And this morning you can declare, sin shall not have dominion over me. Say it with me, church. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Let's declare it together. It's like an interactive sermon today. Number two, sickness. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Declare this morning, I am healed. Number three, over your thought life. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down those strongholds and casting down every argument and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let's declare this morning. Are you ready? I cast down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and I bring every thought into captivity and make it obedient to Christ. Next one, fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, so when I was walking around having a migraine headache and it put me on the floor, I had made an agreement. There was a part of my life in which I was living in fear. 
And I have to rebuke that, take authority over it. And what happened in my life? Migraine was gone. Gone. Nearly instantaneously gone. Amazing. Fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. This is not from God. God has not given us, you, me, the spirit of fear. But of what? Of power and of love and of a sound mind. I find that very interesting that it was fear that I was battling with and it was my mind that was affected. He just is revealing this to me now as I'm saying it. Those who are battling fear, my guess is is you get some headaches. And I'm telling you, when you start renouncing fear and casting it down and taking authority over it, those headaches are going to begin to go. They're going to begin to go. Next one. Oh, let's declare there. Let's say this with me. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And the last one here, over confusion. Confusion. Sometimes I'm tired of being confused. Saying the words, I don't know. I preached a message a long time ago about stop saying the words, I don't know. Because in reality, maybe you don't know. But when you speak that confession over and over saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you're just adding to the fact that you don't know. And you're building your faith up that I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should take that job. I don't know if I should leave here. I don't know if I should go there. We're declaring that we don't know. So it's okay if you don't know. But we need to declare, say, hold on a second, time out. God is not the God of confusion. He's a God of unity. He's a God of clarity. It says in 1 Corinthians, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. But of peace. So when you're confused, what leads and guides your way? Peace. So say, hey, I may not know, but I will know, and God will show it to me, and I will have peace about this situation. So declare it with me. For God is not the author of confusion, and he gives me peace. Okay, number three, back to the other one. So those are the five things that we can take authority over this morning. Today, this afternoon, tonight, whenever. Number three is realize that the greater one is in you. Church, we have to realize that the greater one lives on the inside of us. The Bible says that you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He's greater than anything else in this world. Number four, repent and forget past failure. Oh, if we could just move forward and stop living in the past of the things that we did before, used to do, how we used to think, and remembering those things. No, you know what? Repent. Repent means, Lord, I ask for forgiveness and I'm turning away from that. I no longer am going to do that anymore. Repent and forget the past failures. Number five, be ready for battle. Because guess what? The battle is real. The battle is coming. 
The more I'm preaching it, I know I got a battle to fight. You're hearing it, so guess what? You've had some illumination on the Word of God, so there's going to be a battle. Don't start panicking when it starts coming over the next week or two. Uh Uh-uh. I know what to do here. I wrote the seven things down. I know what to do. Amen? Be ready for the battle. Number six, forgive and get rid of strife. Come on, put it behind us. You want to take authority over something? We got to get some stuff cleaned up in our life. Forgive. End the strife. You'll start walking in victory more and more every single day. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth to his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Come on, church. We need to model this. We need to do this. We need to reconcile between each other. Between husband and wife. It's time to reconcile. Today. And number seven. Russ, if you want to come back up. Number seven. The seven steps here is to praise God by faith. Amen. Praise God by faith. Amen. This is how we can have authority. This is how we can reign in life. The Bible says, therefore, by him let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I asked Russ to come up, and we're going to just sing that last song that we did, Never Once. Because church, as Liz said, never once have you walked alone. And this morning we can decide to begin reigning in our life and taking those steps and taking authority. But I want you to be assured this morning that you're not doing it alone. This is not under your own strength to say the pull me up by my bootstraps or whatever that thing is, that saying is called. No, 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 no. Because of him. He will give you the strength. He will help you to do these seven things. He will show you what agreements you've made that you need to break. He will bring that freedom in your life. So let's just sing this for a moment. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, you are faithful. You are so good. And we worship you. We give you all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. We lift up your holy name. And Father, help us this week, this month, this year to reign in our lives. Teach us your word. Thank you for the authority in your name that we can take and have victory as we live out our lives for you, reaching people for you and the purpose that you have given us and called us to in this life. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, We have some small group leaders coming down who will be able to pray for you. And that person that I know...
I'm sorry, I'm not letting it go. The person that I know who made a decision this morning for Jesus Christ to be their personal Lord and Savior, just come find me today. You don't have to come run up here right now, but find me before we leave. And if you need prayer for anything else, small group leaders are going to come up here and we can pray for you. Otherwise, you are dismissed. Have a wonderful rest of the Thanksgiving Day weekend. We'll see you Wednesday or Sunday or whenever. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.